Today, we unravel the twisted tale of the Vasilika Axe murders, a haunting case that has left investigators and armchair detectives puzzled for decades. Join us as we explore the darkest corners of history, where the scent of bacon lingers amidst the chilling details of the Vasilika Axe murders. What's up, Lindy? How are you doing? I am fantastic. How are you? Doing great. We got Zach's on a bit of a, a vacation this week, so good for him. I hope he's enjoying it. We got my sister here. Yes. Finally, she did do a yes. live, but she wanted to do. She wanted to come on and do an episode, and then didn't, and then wanted to come on and do an episode, and then didn't, and then is finally <laughs> on an episode. I'm here today. So we're super excited to have you. Not wearing her misfit shirt like she said she was going to, but <laughs> it was dirty. I well, wore it okay. yesterday. It was- <laughs> I haven't worn a misfit shirt yet, so you're uh, good. You're good. Fine. Don't worry about she's it. She's fine. It's not good. <laughs> they haven't fired me yet. Nah, it's all right. <laughs> so Crystal was wanting to do the Axe Murder House, and I thought. Well, now I'm looking at her notes and then I'm looking at my notes and I can tell that she's way more grown up than I am because mine look like a <laughs> mine look like a seven year old child did them because I am. And and some things are misspelled and then scribbled out and then there's question marks and then just like all my other notes of every other topic mm-hmm. I've ever done. And then hers mm-hmm. looks like it looks like a fucking cookbook, really. It looks like a well put together timeline. It does. It looks like a fucking cookbook. Like it's like, yo, it's, what is that? Half pound of flour or <laughs> <laughs> pinch of this, a dash of that. <laughs> so I'm going to let Crystal kick this off. Just go. I'm so excited for this story. It, well, you put me on the spot. It, I, well, I, yeah, you're on the spot. <laughs> it's time for the show. I thought you were. Okay, 1912, the Moore family. They lived at 508 East 2nd Street in Villisca, Iowa, with a population of 2,500 people. Get it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Josiah Moore was a father, known as Joe or JB. Sarah Moore, mother. Herman, 11. Catherine, 10. Boyd, 7. Paul, 5. Those were the kids that they had. And so this was on June 9th, 1912. There were two other kids, though. Right. Mm-hmm. Lena okay. and, and Ina. So 12 and 8. Maybe. I heard different ages for. I know. That was one thing yeah. that I noticed that it, it was a little off on some of the ages. Yeah. Because I heard that I heard that Lena was a bit older than 12. But then. That's what we got. So anyway. So she was like, like 12 and a half. Probably, yeah. <laughs> we'll go with we'll, that. We'll go with 12. Okay. It's, it's, it's horrible regardless, so. <laughs> yes, yeah. Very sad. So on um, June 9th, um, they go to, they have like a children's day services at the Presbyterian Church. And Sarah, the mother, 
She was the co-director and, uh, you know, it's kind of like a festival, I guess, kind of like a little bit carnival, like a VBS carnival kind of thing is what I got from it. It's like a, with a church Mm -hmm. that we used to go to used to have like Sunday fun day every once in a while where Mm. you'd go out to the lake and they'd have like balloon, like the, the the blow up stuff for the kids and Mm -hmm. swim at the lake or Mm -hmm. whatever. So like a little baby carnival type of kind of, yeah. Yeah. Without the carnies. So it's less creepy, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the services, um, they lasted from 8 p.m. Um, until around 10. They're saying that they, they left roughly around 10 o'clock and they had three blocks to walk from the church home. And somewhere in there, they had decided that Lena and I know were going to come over and, and spend the night with the Moors. Because they didn't, they didn't want to walk home because uh, the apparently the power company and the city board had a issue with each other to where the city board didn't want to pay what they were asked to pay for the lights and the, the power company was like, okay, nope. so we're just not going to so give no you lights. cheap bastards any lights. <laughs> yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yep, pay for it or don't have it. <laughs> fuck you, pay me. <laughs> All right, makes perfect sense. Makes yeah. perfect sense. Well, yeah. Figure that out real quick. That part yeah. we got nailed. <laughs> so they didn't want to walk home in the dead of night. That's why it was called the darkest night in Basilica because this happened. And mm. then it was actually mm. very dark. Yeah. No lights. No. Right. Yeah. Which I mean, whenever you mentioned that, that's not something that I even came across. You didn't see that? I did not see anything oh. about a problem. No. I, I guess what I took from it was that most people did not have electricity. No, they, well, they didn't. So mm. Are they meaning like the more street st- lamps? Are they meaning, yeah, is that the what they were lights. meaning? Street lights. Yeah, the street lights were shut off. Uh, the moors didn't have power. They didn't even have indoor plumbing. Like I had, I had uh, read some things where they were like, there's it was like a three bedroom, one bathroom house. I'm like, bullshit. There was no bathroom. They had an mm-hmm. out, they had an outhouse, right? That's like right. most people mm-hmm. did. They didn't even have indoor plumbing, so. So anyway, they get home about ten p.m. Wait, it ended at ten, and they got home at ten. That's no, some fast shit. No, eight to ten. Eight oh. to ten. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got a DeLorean. <laughs> Oh, help us. <laughs> okay. Right. So they got home at roughly 10 p.m. Yes. Yes. Right. They got they got home at roughly 10 p.m. And um, it said in one of the, the things that I had researched that they, they had a snack and they had, had headed to bed. Mm-hmm. So somewhere between 10 p.m. and... 4.30-ish in the morning, mm-hmm. apparently all of this took place. The murders took place. At 4.30 in the morning, their neighbor, uh, an elderly lady, Mary Peckman, she, she starts out her morning chores. She goes out. She's starting her morning chores. She notices that uh, Josiah, and he, he goes by Joe, that he is not outside doing his chores. She don't hear any any noise whatsoever in the house. The kids aren't outside. So she heads over and uh, knocks on the door at seven 30. Nobody comes. Which is way late in the day. Really? 
for those well, then, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, for farmers at, at that for time. Sure. Yeah, it's like that's that's basically noon. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You should have been up for four hours doing things, and you weren't. And I'm. Yeah, your chickens haven't been let out. Yeah, the cows the, haven't been milked. Your hogs place, haven't been slopped. What the fuck are you doing? And this Get place was ass. so so great about like. They just was like, okay, well, I don't know what they're doing, but we got to get people over here to do things. So they started calling around for people to come over. Well, we got to milk the cows. We got to let the chickens out. We got to do all this shit. <laughs> which, which isn't that crazy. Like the neighbor thinks something's wrong by 730 in the morning. Yeah. My neighbor would not think anything was wrong with me if I wasn't outside at 730 in the morning. I'd, I'd be dead for four years before anybody would call anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think my neighbors today. would be worried that they hadn't heard my dog bark yet, like, but otherwise they'd be like, oh, this bitch is probably asleep. <laughs> Same well, they, here. I think they repossessed the house. I don't know. Before they it, come yeah. looking for you. His, his, his truck's gone. They broke the garage door down and took his truck. I don't know. He's probably okay. I don't know. It just doesn't work like that anymore, does it? No, it does not. <laughs> So they gathered up the neighbors they to sure did. right. So to, all, to start the chores. So <clears throat> seven thirty, she comes over. She knocks on the door. Nobody answers. She calls. Um, well, she was gonna she was gonna poke her head in and yell too, but the door was actually locked, which was fucking weird because mm-hmm. they didn't mm-hmm. lock their doors. Right. And <clears throat> um, Joe's brother Ross is who Mary contacts. He's a local druggist. And he makes it to the house around eight o'clock in the morning. He notice he notices that the door is locked. He uses his skeleton key to to let himself in. I don't know if it was a skeleton key. I he just had a key to the house. It wasn't a skeleton key. It was just a key to the he had a key to the house. Like Jared, my like brother's a key. got a key to my house. I got a key to his mm-hmm. house in case we need to get in. But here's here's my sister's thing that she gets into. Do it, do it. <laughs> I just found it funny that the brother lets himself into the house by means of whatever key he goes into the house. And obviously you, for the most part, most people are familiar with a sibling's house. They've been there. They they mm-hmm. know the layout. Mm-hmm. He walks in. So there is a guest room downstairs and back then, if you had a two-story house of any kind, usually the bedrooms were upstairs. The parents' bedrooms, all of the kids. It was only right. like a thousand square feet. I mean, it was a two-story house, but it was only like a thousand square feet. And then they didn't use that guest bedroom, which was weird when you had that, all, all those kids. You would think you would use it for something, but it was just, I don't know, <laughs> people coming over mm-hmm. all the time, apparently. I, yeah, I don't know. So in in different Places that I had looked and done research on, they had all said the same thing that he had noticed something was off. He he let himself into the house. He walks into the guest room that's downstairs, and that's whenever he notices the um, Stillinger girls. I I just think that that is odd because if someone would have contacted me, say they had been over to Matt's house, wondering if something was going on. I obviously know the layout of his house. If I was mm-hmm. looking for my brother, my sister-in-law, and my niece and nephew, I would have went straight to their rooms instead of, you know, another room in the house that's downstairs when I know that that's not where they sleep. 
especially yeah. at, you know, when she's noticed something's not right at 4.30 to 7.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 I think I personally would have walked into the kitchen. Right. Or, and started hollering. And then, you know, obviously exactly. there's been a murder. So things have been left behind. I would have freaked out and ran upstairs and then, to where I know my family resides. But the only thing I could think about it is they didn't have power to this house. There was no power. There was no indoor plumbing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if he walked inside, all the windows were covered. So it's probably pitch black in that motherfucker. So it might have right. just been the door being open was the only light he could see. So we just followed that down, which is the only thing I could come up with. But mm-hmm. that's also right. also it was weird that he went to a room that he would should have known nobody was using unless he mm-hmm. knew those girls he were staying. Not occupied, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So he he sees the the two bodies in the downstairs bedroom, and there is blood, of course, all over the bed. <clears throat> So he calls the store and he has them go and search for Marshall, uh, the Marshall Hank Horton. Mm-hmm. Which was a, he was just stellar police work in this one. I mean, really wasn't there. Yeah, I was, I, I was super impressed. It's, it, uh, mm-hmm. Much like many of our stories, the police work in this one is <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, I'm excited to get into this. Yes. <laughs> What do you what do you do? Uh, well, you block it off and you don't let anybody in. But then you got to go do stuff. And then you're just like, promise me you won't go in. And they're like, OK, we won't. <laughs> and then you leave and hundreds of people run through the house while all the bodies are there. And it's like, you might have got, yeah, got a bloody footprint, but now you can't because 300 people have trampled through this place. They're holding the axe that was used. Mm-hmm. <laughs> OK. Yeah, it's it's a little crazy. So. Marshall Hank, he shows up around 830 in the morning. He goes into the house. He checks all the rooms. He goes upstairs. He comes back outside and he makes the statement that everybody is murdered or somebody is murdered in every bed in the house. Thank you, doctor. Right. (laughs) Well done. Now, parts of this. What gave it away? I will tell you. So where the the neighbors, the Stillinger girls, there was in their room, there was a partially clean murder weapon, which happens to be the axe. Um, it was leaning against the, the south wall in the bedroom and a four pound slab of bacon that's wrapped in a towel. And there is also a, a piece of string that's laying there. Uh, We've got differing views on the bacon thing, but we'll get into that in a bit. They also notice that clothing is um, covering the mirrors and the glass to the entry doors. The kitchen in the kitchen, there um, is a a plate of uneaten food with a bowl of bloody water next to it. You got to get cleaned up before you eat. Mm -hmm. So you've got things coming up to talk about. Keep going. Keep going. We'll We'll just do the ending at the ending. So as they start, um, as they start looking at that, of course, you know, they've called the the store looking for the marshal. Word is spreading like wildfire. All these people show up. Yes. Um, the even now with the DNA 
all the stuff that we could do to try to figure it out. The probability Ooh. of ever. <laughs> if you let a crime scene get trampled like that, everybody, the dude would just be laughing while he watched the news. <laughs> you let a hundred people go through there. Awesome. Well, I am scot-free. <laughs> Nobody's ever going to fucking catch me. I could have taken mm-hmm. a shit in there and they couldn't prove that it was me. Because there was a hundred people <laughs> came marching through the place. Um, I jacked off four times and took a shit oh and they God. can't prove it's me. <laughs> well, you know what the bacon was for. I mean, you're going to say something different, but I know what it was for. No, 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 no. Fuck toys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> This is disturbing. <laughs> yeah, we're, yes, it very much is. Welcome to the podcast, Crystal. <laughs> it's very disturbing. So, it's what do people want? They, um, <laughs> you know, obviously they they find out that, or they they realize that it was the family's axe. Well, back then, everybody had an everybody axe. had an axe. You Your house is mm-hmm. heated. Um, you're cooking with wood. You know, everybody had an axe there. Um, they also notice that Joe's uh, pocket watch is found downstairs. And his brother had stated that that was normally something that was upstairs. So I guess I might have been wanting to steal it. But there was also like a keychain or something that was found, too. No, I didn't. I don't don't know about that. Yeah, there was a keychain that was found, too, that uh, I think one of the one of the girls downstairs gave a fight a little bit. And. So there was a couple little things, but and in the research that I had found or that I had done, I had found out that there was one picture, one photo of the crime scene that is in existence. There was someone that had went into the house again, uh, hundreds, if not a thousand people had went through this house during the crime scene investigation. Um, it wasn't mm-hmm. a controlled scene. Um and even one person, when they went through the house, one person even took a piece of Joe's skull. Yes. I mean, and that then, is uh, absolutely insane. Yeah. And JB's brother broke that camera that the guy had that was taking pictures. Right. He took it from him and broke it. Which, I mean, wouldn't you do that to try to save the, the dignity of your brother and family? But the only thing is that that, that could have came in handy actually in catching the guy because they let everything else get trampled on. But I, but I, don't, I, mean, I don't know. It, it could have emotion. I don't know. You don't think like oh I'd have emotion. lost my fucking mind yeah right. I see so yeah if I'd have walked over to my brother's house and that shit happened and some guy was in there with a camera I'd have beat the fuck out of him yeah it been all good. there would have been another crime scene <laughs> <laughs> so I mean the likelihood of having this ever solved now or it's even impossible. in the future it's no. zero no because percent. there's no there's nothing that you can even go on you can't even go back and look at DNA stuff because. Hundreds of people walked through the house and was touching shit while the bodies were still in there. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, we get into stuff that we like, uh, true crime getting into it, but I don't want to walk through a house and see actual fucking corpses of children (laughs) laying in beds with blood all over the fucking place. I mean, that's what I, I think think my sister's fucking disturbed for wanting to do this story in the first (laughs) way. I don't even know. Oh my god! No, no, no! I just uh, I'm going to do Albert Fish later. Well, it, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say I've done Elizabeth. I've done. Yeah. <laughs> let's not go into the people that I've done because they've all been child murderers. It's it's, it's been pretty it's horrible. Fine. It's, it's been fine. pretty horrible in the past. <laughs> <clears throat> it's 
it's just not something that, I mean, I, I guess curiosity, but who would, I, I, that's just not something that I would want to go into somebody's house and see them hacked to death. Did you not listen to the Bill Gunnis episode? Because there was a fucking carnival outside while there were people going over there to watch all that, mm-hmm. to see where those bodies were getting dug up and shit. No, thanks. Uh, well, it's just like true crime now, only we've got television, podcasts, mm-hmm. and we have things that'll cover it live. And so back had, then, you didn't have anything <laughs> that would cover it live, so you had to go see it. You, did they drive there and check it out live? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, part of it, you know, that I kind of want to know is, and I'm assuming in the early 1900s, I, I well, even later than that, I mean, do you? Do you think that whenever we was growing up, did we normally lock the doors at night? No. Right. I, I didn't think so either. No. So in the early 1900s, did you feel Nobody like most doors. people locked Nobody their doors? locked the doors. No. No. Oh, no. No, I don't think so. No, we didn't. We didn't when we were kids. And it wasn't until we got older that we, I think mom started locking the doors at one point in time because of certain stories. I think it was a satanic panic, actually, in the 80s. <laughs> Like, yeah, especially not in a small town where there were, you know, there were only so many residents and it, it was a farming town. Everybody knew each other. Everybody helped each other. Everybody was a member of the same church. Yeah. But then uh, it, 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 got it was the very point. common practice to leave to the, things open to just be able to get into yeah, wherever you needed to be. If you needed to stop by for something, you need to use a restroom, whatever. Mm-hmm. People either, but then Anton LaVey was flying around on a broom, probably going in and killing virgins and whatever happened in the eighties and that kind of killed it. I think. Yeah. I mean, and the Anton re- LaVey or, or Ben Franklin, you know, one or the other, yeah, one no, of the two of them, thing, it, was, it was happening person, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> I guess, you know, they, they noticed that there was no forced entry. So it just kind of leads you to believe that, yeah, the doors weren't originally locked, but of course, when the brother shows up, they're locked. And then also he locked it on his way out. It was like to delay kind of time being save time, same right. Time, save time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then of are course, you going to go with the uh, being in the attic or are you going to go that he snuck in? What is your thing? I don't know. I, I, because I went through a walkthrough. I did a walkthrough of that house and being in the attic was basically Opening in the door and then walking into a bedroom. Oh, it was like a cubby mm. instead yeah. of a with the Amityville windows in it, even right. So you know he was super. Even if he was crazy when he got in there and they got those windows, that's all you need in the house, and you'll go fucking nuts. I mean, I'm gonna go with that. He came in, but I think that that's where I have a problem with it too. Um, especially having, you know, we were in the middle of that renovation on the house whenever you have wood floors and i'm assuming that that's what they had they weren't carbon mm-hmm. fiber dirt. right well and- i don't mean where they carpeted i'm saying like they could have <laughs> laid down some kind of rug i mean they had rugs i'd say it was it either was wood, wood or dirt it was wood but yeah i'm gonna assume that it was wood floors wood stairs with no covering whatsoever walking up and down stairs is going to make some noise. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So if he let himself in, I I get that kids are probably not going to wake up. I think that most kids can sleep through anything, Mm -hmm. but as parents, you wouldn't hear somebody 
coming up your stairs? That's why I think he was in the attic. Because when I thought attic, I thought, oh, it's up above. the. But I think it was like just a door next to it. To where, so like a crawl space it, type? Well, it wasn't even a crawl space. Oh, I mean, it was tall, tall enough to stand in or you know, crouch, okay. crouch down in. But I think he just had to open up a door and walk straight into their bedroom. And then it was like uh, JB was the one that was killed with the sharp side of the axe. But then he he learned, hey, that's going to stick. Right. And I so love- switched it around to the blunt side to kill everybody else. I, I, he, so that. he killed the adults with the sharp side of the axe, both of them. I think just I think just JB. I don't think I don't know if he done the wife. I had heard I had heard different both because I looked into this so many times and it's like they're so differentiating from mm-hmm. one story to another. One was like I heard it was only his wife that was done that way. Then I heard it was only him. And then I heard none mm-hmm. of them were done that way. Nobody fucking knows because they let a hundred people mm-hmm. go through the fucking place. Well, <laughs> but of course, you know if you're going to. I'm just blown away that it was the whole entire family, but you're going to take out the threat first. You're going to remove the parents, yes. meaning the parents, mm-hmm. is, they're the mm-hmm. threat. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you on how he was probably using the, the sharp side of it and it was sticking. Yeah. And he couldn't get it pulled out quick enough. Cause I mean, I've heard like you stab somebody. Sure. Easy. Getting it back out, there's suction on it. That's why there's there's that's why there's blood grooves in some knives, so it's easier to mm-hmm. pull back out. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine pulling a hatchet out of a skull or an axe out of a skull. It's got to be fucking. Well, and that was one of the reasons why they let so many people into the house was to see if they could mm-hmm. actually, like, actually handle that axe. Yeah, yeah, just let them all touch the murder weapon. That's mm-hmm. that's what I would have done. That's- yeah, they all handled the axe. I mean, back in the day, I would have been like fucking Sherlock Holmes because I'd have just been like, don't <laughs> let people in there. They'd be like, why? I'm like, because. <laughs> well, listen, there's a reason. No. <laughs> See, I nailed it. Look at me. Uh-huh. <laughs> fucking genius. I'd have been a fucking doctor. I could have been a doctor. Seriously. I'd have been like, put, put some alcohol on it. Cut it off. Was his foot is infected? Gotta get rid of that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd have been a rich man back in the day with all my wisdom. Mm-hmm. You would have been. Mm-hmm. So basically, that's that is the 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 crime scene. Uh, the the girls downstairs, and he will we'll go through the crime scene with the with he didn't just kill the parents, right? No he he had he had killed the the mom and dad and their four kids that were upstairs. The two sisters that were neighbors, that were guests, um, in there they find the axe that is partially wiped off. They find the four pounds of the slab of bacon wrapped in a towel. No, it was not. And on a plate of uneaten food and a bowl of bloody water that they assume that he cleaned his hands. Um, So... I guess whenever you're looking, or at least when I'm looking at a, a situation, the reasons to kill, to kill, um, they're e- it's either based on greed, meaning money, jealousy, which would be revenge or anger, or sex. Most of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, most, most of, of them. Sense, yeah. So, but why would you, 
if you were mad at someone, why would you slay their whole entire family? You, well, you, you wouldn't. It doesn't make sense. Right. I, I mean, I don't think so either. And greed. Um, well, they had later on came out that Joe was having an affair. Yes. And that was mm-hmm. confirmed because uh, uh, Frank Jones was a senator. And uh, actually, JB worked at his shop and then later opened his own shop across the street that showed that sold John Deere things. So you've got that. He opened a shop across the street from a guy that he used to work for. Which he's one of the top salesmen, but he's also selling John Deere parts, which you can only sell John Deere if you're a John Deere dealer. And mm-hmm. Frank wasn't. So that wasn't affecting him at all. But he was also fucking his son's wife. Which wasn't he the senator? Yes, wasn't it the yes. senator? He was a senator for a mm-hmm. while. But then all, after all this shit came out, he was never elected back in. So he just, yeah, I mean, he was still well off, well to do. It never hurt him. I and mean, I, I think even the affair was confirmed by the switchboard operator. Yeah, I mean, phone, could you? Yeah. Could you imagine <laughs> having the job of the switchboard operator back One then? One ring You would know dirt on everyone. I would listen to every yes, fucking phone Yes, you call. would. Every woman that was crying, I've been like, no, there's no way I'm not listening to this. She's calling her sister. What the fuck do you do now? I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. And I just, I, I, I guess it's me. I think that it was more on the sex side um, because of how one of the Stillinger girls was positioned. Everyone else, they were, I mean, they were bludgeoned to death. They were not disturbed. They were covered up, but well, and didn't they, they said that one of the girls had actually woken up and she fought back because she had defense. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think that was the deal where he was, I think that this dude just thought that the family was there and he, I think Mm -hmm. he was sitting down to eat when he heard like snoring or something from that other room and just went back there. And then there's, oh man, okay, keep going. No, that's all right. I mean, so you think that he, he killed them all and then he sat down to dine. Yes, absolutely. Well, I mean, I guess- and then he heard the girls in the, yeah. And then he went room. in there to finish the job and then it got later. And I don't think it was the killer that moved the body because that wasn't his MO later. So I don't think it was the killer that did that. I think it was somebody else, but we'll get into that in just a second. So, so you think mm-hmm. that he was caught off guard that the neighbor girls were there? Yes. See, I think that he knew the neighbor girls were there. I think that that's why. See, you're thinking too much. I think. I mean, maybe. I think you're thinking too much. <laughs> I think this was a well. We'll get to whoever everybody thinks it is at the end, but. Mm-hmm. So, because- you want to get into like Frank? Frank Jones was one of them. William Mansfield was another one that they thought might have done it. Paid hitman. But he had a rock solid alibi that was supported by work. So mm-hmm. couldn't have been him. And then there's my sister's favorite, which is Lynn George Jacqueline Kelly. Reverend who was an Kelly. Absolute fucking mm-hmm. freak show of a person. He he He's- arrived in 1904 from the UK, traveling preacher. Preacher, he was a peeping Tom and had sent many obscene letters through the mail to get young women to get naked for him. But the church just mm-hmm. kept moving him around to kind of like avoid controversy, which is what they mm-hmm. sometimes do with like Catholic preachers. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
It's what they used to do, Matt. It's what they used to do. <laughs> they don't do that anymore. They don't do it anymore? Okay. <laughs> My sister just elbowed me like I shouldn't have said that. Like, Religious hate mail. Religious hate mail. Well, if you're standing up for pedophiles, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that I agree. He, I agree. He, but this dickhead, he was in town. He was in town that day, even attended the same service that they went to. And then he stayed the night at a at the reverend's house with his wife. But him and his wife stayed outside in a tent because of, mm-hmm. I think it was tuberculosis or whatever. But so he's just inside. So no one knows what he was doing. And mm-hmm. he even pretended to be a detective from Scotland Yard to get inside the house. Two weeks, two weeks mm-hmm. later, he comes back. Yeah. Yeah. So he knew he knew a bunch. He knew like a shitload of details that other people didn't know. And so I heard different things that maybe he did know because maybe he was Peepa Tommen and witnessed things happening. Right. Mm-hmm. And then didn't say anything and went in. And he was probably the one that fucked the bacon. <laughs> Don't think I won't say fuck I, the bacon four more times. Well, <laughs> Reverend Kelly, he came into town the Sunday morning of this <laughs> revival or carnival, church carnival. Mm-hmm. I like the mm-hmm. name Reverend Kelly, but the guy's a fucking creep. It sounds Irish, but I hate that it's. But then he left. He he comes into town well, yeah, on left. a train. I I know he he comes into town the Sunday morning of the revival, and then he's leaving by five twenty on train number five on Monday morning, and he's telling the passengers all kinds of information about it. Um, this this family is slain, but mm-hmm. at this point in mm-hmm. time, by five twenty, they even haven't knows. even been discovered. Yeah, nobody even knows yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I think it was I th- peeping Tom motherfucker. I think I think he was peeping through the windows of what wasn't covered up. I think he got. I think he went into the house because I'll bring up some stuff here in a bit about what was different from this axe murder as opposed to others that was going on. Mm-hmm. I think he snuck in the house. I think since he thought, well, everybody's already dead. I'm going to fuck this bacon while I mess with this girl <laughs> because I'm a fucking creep in the first place. And I think that's, I think that's what happened. Well, whenever bacon fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Four pounds of bacon, yeah. Four pounds slab of bacon. He sees he sees the Baconator commercial and just starts jerking. I so think. Do you think? <laughs> I look at it. He like, can't even go drive past a Wendy's without getting a boner. Oh my lord! Fucking I, gross. <laughs> I'm looking at it. I want a BLT right now, but I don't want to jerk. Well, <laughs> I was looking at it. Like- <laughs> family they're they're at least middle class probably upper middle class they were upper middle class mm-hmm. yes, so definitely, if, definitely. if the neighbor girls are staying over yes he might have joe the dad jb right he might have cut off a slab of bacon wrapped it in the towel that's why the towel and the twine is in there gave he's it to the girl. he's gonna get up in the morning and get out there and get his chores done and whenever they leave they can take it home to their family right Fair but enough. still fucked to it, I think. But I think whenever they started doing the investigation, didn't they get a hold of someone that was basically running like a halfway house for prisoners getting ready to be released? I mean, what better way to find out why somebody might do something to get it than to get in the mind of those people? And that's what they said was a 
artificial vagina. I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out how they didn't cock this up because it, they 100% were, I mean, we've been through some pretty bad police mm-hmm. forces. Yes. This one, you promise you won't go in? Okay, we're going to leave. And then just hundreds of people just running through the house while bodies are still fucking in there. Well, they they allowed them in. Yeah, they let it them. wasn't even the police were gone. They allowed them to go in. It, it's and then one guy shows up with a fucking English accent and he's like, I'm from Scotland Yard, and they're like, Go ahead. <laughs> Tell us what we need to do, because I have no fucking yeah, idea. I don't know what I'm here doing. All of a sudden, we just found this out. We haven't called anyone in, yes. let alone Scotland Yard. So it all makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. Get this, on that. Okay. So L- Lena, the 12-year-old, the oldest of the Stillinger girls, um, she was pulled a third way down in the bed, her head above or her hand above her head. So this is the one that they think woke up. Um, mm-hmm. and her hand was also in brain matter. So they they do think that he manipulated her body and and posed her um or someone did her underwear was removed and under the bed she was posed her shoulders um were laying flat and her hips were rotated her knees were bent up and spread there was also um a lantern on the floor and i think that that is what i with the with the lantern part most of the things that i have looked into they're saying that he carried a lantern into every room. How are you going to carry a lantern and a wheel and an axe? Well, you take the globe off the top of it so it don't fall off and break. Which is what he did in every case. And then there's more coming mm. up that I'll get into. You take the you take the globe off the top, and you don't have to worry about that glass falling off and breaking. All you got to worry about is just holding it. You set it down, start swinging, grab it, go to the next room. Right. Um I just, whenever I, well, I read this book a long time ago uh, and I'd never really looked into it, but whenever I started looking into things, who I originally thought was probably the person and who I ended up thinking was the person was two totally different things. I figured it was the mm-hmm. other business owner, the the Senator's son because of John, the affair. Uh, uh, I don't even know what his name Frank was. Frank Jones. Yeah. Frank Jones. Mm-hmm. I took, I thought that it was him. Um, but yeah, I, so who do you think it is at the end? I'm kind of torn. I really want to blame Reverend Kelly, but part of me thinks it could have just been some traveling hobo on a train. Yep. Lindy, did you come up with a conclusion of who you thought did it? It did. I actually have two. Ooh, oh, who are they? Who are two. they? I think it was either the, um, the dad's brother, the I, one who was called to get had, into the house. He had keys. It, yep. Yes, that's right. what I told. That's what I said to Matt the other day. Or Reverend Kelly. Right. Well, Crystal was half right. And you're completely wrong because the person. <laughs> it was. The, Thank it you was for the, the opinion. The person that killed these people didn't know them at all. Didn't live in the town. They rode the rails. Okay, Colorado Springs, September 1911. Okay, Monmouth, Illinois, Ellsworth, Texas, October of 1911. Pola, Kansas, Villisca, Iowa, June 
1912, Columbia, Missouri, December 1912. All of them, same MOs, going into the house, finding a weapon there. One of them was done with like a, a, a lead pipe instead of an axe because they couldn't find the axe. They were all left there. Sometimes he cooked a meal. Sometimes he didn't. But they were all the faces were covered after they were killed. The windows were covered. The house was locked. The mirrors was the only thing that Velisca. The Velisca was different than that because the mirrors were covered. But I think that's because the peeping Tom came in there and fucked some bacon while he was looking at a dead girl. So you think yes. that this. I've nailed it. Train. Case closed. Train rider. Basically. A hobo. We'll call him the hobo. Yes. You think this hobo. I think they call him Billy the Axe Man. Okay, you think Billy is riding this train, he hops off, he's just walking through town, Yep. he sees Reverend Kelly um, window peeping. No, no, I think the killer was already in there. I think I think Reverend Kelly was peeping. And, and watched seen, the whole thing go down? Because they said he knew details that nobody else knew. Like, he would reenact this in, like, uh, the, the restaurant or whatever, where he was at. Like, he would reenact what had happened, and the police didn't release that information and he knew stuff he shouldn't have known. So I think he's seen it, went inside after the killer left because he's a fucking dirtbag piece of shit and fucked some bacon while he looked at a child that was dead. Nailed it. So basically what you're saying is you just solved the accident of New Orleans. It seems like write it, it down. Write it, it down. Seems like it. It, and it could have been but... him too. Could have been him too. <laughs> So you're you're going with the whole thing that the bacon was a sex a fuck toy. toy. Yes, I, no I, yeah, way. What do you think about the food that was left on the table untouched? You I think, think that the neighbor came over? Yes. He was sitting down yeah. to eat, and he, she knocks on the, the time, door. By the time he got done with his business, he was he was sitting down to eat, and the neighbor came over and knocked, and he had to fucking skedaddle, basically. I think. Hmm. Or or he had. Fixed the meal when he heard the other girls in the other room that he didn't think was going to be there. What do you think, Lindy? He had to stop eating so he could leave. Yeah. I still think it was if there's a if there's a listen, now we're going to get hate mail from churches. If there's a (laughs) priest or a preacher or an aspect like that involved, that's who I'm going with every time. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So you're going with it. Okay. You, I uh, still think it was a reverend. Yeah, he was a horrible cocksucker. So, yeah, it could have been. Yeah. It could have been. I just, it wasn't that hard, in my opinion, to mimic because, like we've said a thousand times before, true crime is something that has always been watched. We're not the first people to do it. We're certainly not going to be the last people to do it. This has been around since. Right, right. Yeah. The very first person sprang up from wherever we came from. We used to stand in squares and watch people get hung. We used to watch people get beheaded. This was something that we've always done. So it stands to reason that if people are being axed in other states um, and other places along the rails, especially, there's going to be news about it. There's going to be details about it in the newspapers. So how, why, if I'm a smart enough criminal, why wouldn't I pay attention to that and use it? Or in then actually cover the exact details that they said that the other person did just to throw them off your track. Cause they'd be like, well, exactly. that's, that'd be the same guy. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because there were enough details that were different. Well, I thought I solved this and then Lindy has to come in with her fucking shit. <laughs> <I ruined my laughs> thing. 
So I think that it was either, I still think that it was either the person who actually discovered the bodies to begin with, that brother, or or the reverend. Well, the the, the creepy thing about the brother, which what Crystal said, was he just walked straight down the hallway to the bedroom that wasn't even normally occupied. He just went straight mm-hmm. to it. And then the reverend dude just being a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, well, the fact that the Reverend was arrested later, Tom. he was. Well, wasn't yeah. he tried? I think he was tried twice, wasn't yes, he? Yes, and he was actually put in an mm-hmm. institution. He was acquitted. But the, yeah, but what the what the church does is they just move you around from place to place so that you don't get in as much trouble. Yeah, so, so after his initial acquittal, the Reverend was going to hire an assistant. He started sending her creepy ass letters. They proved it was him. Yeah. And instead of putting him in jail, they institutionalized him. Right. I mean, and it said on there that the first trial ended in a hung jury. And then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in, in Illinois, he was acquitted. But then wherever the next place that he went was, I can't remember where they sent him. Um, Oh, in Washington, D.C. Hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. He he was put in a mental hospital in Washington, D.C. for the letters that he sent to, to the girl yeah, that he was sexually harassing. Yeah, he was I just yeah. think that it that to me, the Reverend makes m- the most sense. They're at this church carnival. He's already a creeper mm-hmm. anyway. He was there. He yeah. was there. He sees Lena. Um, the people that he's staying with, they're sick. They can't even account whether he was there all night or not. He watches them, yep. comes in. He gets rid of the parents, gets rid of everybody else, and then... Fuck some bacon. I'm just mm-hmm. going to agree mm-hmm. to disagree on the... Well, they can't prove that the young girl was sexually assaulted. Right. Upon exam, it doesn't appear that she was. I think it was so... just to be viewed at. I think it was just to be mm-hmm. looked at. I think her. he covered the... Me- I mean, I'm not going to say that he did not sit down or satisfy himself in some way. I oh, don't... Fuck I, the bacon. I don't... With the bacon. I, you think the bank is, you think the bank bank is, yeah, I do. Bank yeah, I do. Um, maybe, but you know, he covered the mirror. Who wants to be able to see themselves in a mirror acting out? I don't know. You, you know what I mean? How would you be a pretty vain son of a bitch? How would you look at yourself doing off. that? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially mm-hmm. if you're fucking four pounds of bacon. Right. This seems weird. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think anybody wants to watch that. No, no. Well, and if you're, I mean, it makes more sense to me that way, because if you're a man of the cloth. So the reason that the, the, the person who found the bodies initially is someone, I think, is because the bacon, the the alleged sexual assault, that kind of stuff, that didn't happen to any of the family members. Right. It happened to. It was the, just the one. The only two little girls who happened to be there. Which makes it seem like. It- if if that was the case, then he would have known that they were there. So it wouldn't have been mm-hmm. like what mm-hmm. I thought, where he was just going in to kill the family. He would have known. Well, kn- and it stands to reason that the whole town was at church that day. So he would have seen that those little girls went home with his brother. That's true. Well, that's, anybody would have seen that those two little girls went home with the true. Moore family. Very true. And he is a creepy fuck. So. Mm-hmm. But as for the reverend. If he was doing it for sexual gratification, what better family than a family that has, you know, three little girls and hey, they just took home two more. And one of them's older. Mm-hmm. Smorgasbord. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can have my pick. But for me, the brother makes sense because it was only the only people who potentially were touched were the two that weren't family. Right. Right. What do you feel is the reason behind all of them being slayed? I think once he started, he just couldn't stop. The brother? Mm-hmm. So you or either one. Did but you, I think I just think once he started, he was like, they're going to figure out this was me. Right. If my brother wakes up, I'm going to be overpowered. If his wife wakes up, I'm going to be. She's she knows who I am. I'm going to have the finger pointed at me. And and did you guys I think he didn't want to take those kids into his home because where are the kids going? Right. right. I see what you're yeah. saying. He's got he's got four nieces and nephews. And now all of a sudden they're. Without parents, where are those kids going to go? And they're coming to live with you, fool. Yeah. Was there anything in you guys' research that you saw? Was there any hard feelings between the brothers? Or I didn't come across anything like that. I didn't either. I didn't even come across. I didn't see anything like that. I didn't even see hard feelings between him and that uh, the guy that he worked for. I, I put my notes away, so I don't know what his name was. But there was no hard feelings between them either. Because, like I said earlier, that he opened the store across the street, but he's selling different things. He's not, I mean, mm-hmm. he's selling John Deere parts, so he's not, he's not well, actually was, disrupting that guy's business. Of course, if you it want. It was Frank Jones. Frank Jones, yeah. Uh, but when, when Moore went across the street, he did potentially take some business away from Moore, but I don't think that it was enough. Not enough to piss to him cause, off too bad. Right. Yeah. I think, I, I, and I, honestly, had he gotten his John Deere license, like you said, he probably could outshine more anyway. Yeah, and I think it was one of those deals where it was like uh, the dude worked for him. He was like one of his best employees, like one of his top salesmen. Mm-hmm. And I think they were friends enough that he was like, "No, no, up and up and on, go ahead, yeah, mm-hmm. Let's, mm-hmm. let's get this town going." Yeah, you you're selling that over there. I'm selling this over here. Let's do this. Well, and. And Jones, being state senator, Senator, wasn't really that involved in the business. So why is Moore going to keep putting money in his pocket? Exactly. Right. Like, why am I going to keep lying in your pocket when I run your store and I can go do it at a different location and make the money of my own standing? I I don't need to do this for you. I can do it for me. Right. I do see what you're saying about the the brother. Um, And that was one of the first things that I kind of thought, too, because... And that's what I said to Matt. If somebody had called me to go into your house, I would have went running into the house, light or dark, um, hollering mm-hmm. for you. And then if you wasn't in the front room kitchen, I would have went straight to your room instead of a room that is a spare room. Uh, that's just odd to me. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I th- the only thing that I could think that would make sense for that would be like Matt said, maybe that door was left open and he was like, why the hell is this door open? So he just pushed it open. Yeah. That could but that's be. not going to be the first room I go to Me either. Right. Yeah. If you're searching like in yeah. my house, if you're coming into my house, what you're going to look for is the last pair of shoes I had on, which means they're probably in the kitchen under my stove. Cause hands down, that's where I go. And I take off my shoes. There's a pile of them there. Don't ask me why I don't know. <laughs> that's where I take my shoes off at. <laughs> so if there's not a, <laughs> And if you're walking into the kitchen, in the kitchen, hmm. I, <laughs> but I'll never be pregnant. Right. <laughs> if you're, I mean, if you're walking into my home, that's where you're going. You're either walking directly into the living room or you're cutting through my house and going to the kitchen. Cause that time in the morning, 
if I'm not asked out, that's where you're going to find me. Right. Right. Right? Or on my back porch, which you have to go through my kitchen to get to. So, and you're going to see, Hey, there's a full ass plate of food and bloody clothes. Shit. There's blood. Who's hurt? Are they in the hospital? Are they upstairs dying? I'm running next to the room. I know that my family occupies unless I know what already happened. Exactly. Yes. I mean, I see what you're saying there. I mean, that does make sense. Yeah, I think that's a lot of people think that too, because they're, they're going with the same logic that you're going with right there. It was just like, dude, he was way too calm and way too weird about how he mm-hmm. did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the house is locked up and granite. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean anything because there could have been another set of keys. Killer could have locked up. But if you're just a random ass person and you're leaving, fuck you. I'm leaving the door unlocked. Exactly. I might leave it open. It, it, it hey, was to delay. Come trample in through this crime scene. Please do. And they didn't. <laughs> I think I think that definitely the locking up the doors was to delay things to get back on. See, I'm going to go with the duel on the train. I still think I still think that because there were so many of those murders like I went over, which. Well, and it's still a very common occurrence. We actually just arrested a man for that recently who was riding the rails and killing people. So, I mean, yeah, it's that's a that's a it's a pretty common occurrence. This wouldn't be the first or the last case that's ever going to happen like that if that's what's happened. But I I think it was I think it was his brother. You're go- and you're going with the guy on the train? She's going with his brother. I mean you. Yes. Billy the X-Man. I'm sticking with Reverend Kelly. None of us agree on fucking anything. <laughs> no, we agreed on the point. We, we agreed yeah, on the we point. We, we agreed just don't on agree on people, the person. These people were definitely <laughs> killed by somebody. We yeah. just Yeah, they I mean they were murdered <laughs> for sure. <laughs> they were definitely murdered. In Basilica. It was, it was definitely in the town, in the house. We had the address right. Right. So and the but, date. Yeah, the date. I'm, I'm sure it was right. I, After the church function. Yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. Door was for locked. Sure. Body, bodies were moved. <laughs> Hundreds of people were allowed to trample the crime scene. So, yeah, we've nailed this. We've solved <laughs> yeah, fuck we all. Solved it. I- <laughs> solved it. We solved it. We're solving things going back to the Axemen in New Orleans. We're solving it. We got it. Same guy. <laughs> Either way, he's dead. He's not alive anymore. It doesn't matter. It like a, oh, yeah. I wonder. Most if, certainly. And I didn't see, but I wonder if anybody had ever made any deathbed confessions or. There was um, the one. Uh, I think it was the reverend. Yeah, but the fucking guy lied about it in the first place. It was the first time he said it. Yeah, um, that guy I was think just somebody a wrote fucking... a confession, but then later recounted it. It was it was um, no. That guy was just a bit of a mess. I yeah, think. it was the reverend. It was the reverend who did a confession, and then, and then later recounted. And there's so many people that have done so many deep dives on this story that that's that's why I thought it was the guy running the rails because I had listened to uh, I fucking forget it was one of the. It was a book that a dude wrote and I didn't write it down, which I should have to give him props. But I listened to a thing on uh, YouTube 
And the dude was just like, man, they were these mirrors that happened. They were the same exact things, only the mirrors weren't covered up. That's why the dude thought that's why he was fucking the bacon and didn't want to see himself in the mirrors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm still thinking. Yeah, because in, in all of the houses, the windows were covered by something. Yes, they, they but, covered the windows in all of them. They locked the doors on the way out. They were all beaten with an axe or a lead pipe. Whatever was laying mm-hmm. around, they didn't bring their own weapon. Faces were covered in the all those, well, whatever, the six ones that I So it was just said. weapons of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever was, was there. there. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you already know mm-hmm. there's going to be an axe there. You got to right. burn wood. So, well, yeah. I mean, technically, you you could apply that today. Everybody has a steak knife. You know, well, yeah, you're not going to have get to look. Ins- mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not going to be outside. Right. You're going to have to get inside to get your steak knife. And then you're doing some Michael Myers shit now. Love Mike. My fucking sister's weird. (laughs) To me, me the brother, the brother makes the most sense. You're going with the brother. Mm -hmm. brother. Mm -hmm. Crystal's Crystal's right there with you, I think. I I want, well, I mean, I'm going to say I'm, I can't be 50-50. You, you, it seemed like you were pretty hardcore on the brother too. So I was like, well, I'm out, I'm outgunned because I got <laughs> there's way too much estrogen in this fucking episode. I see all the points that she's it's saying. It's nice for a change. <laughs> well, fuck you, Lindy. <laughs> and I think we just found the ending. Yes. There we go. We solved the case. I know it was I a guarantee- dude. He probably had a small <laughs> penis and he was angry about it. And <laughs> that's why he kills people. Yeah. It just, uh, yeah. I get to, Ross, I just got That's it. his name. Ross Moore. Yeah. That Ross makes Moore. the most sense to yeah, me is okay. that Ross. He, well, yeah, because he has the most motive. He has, he has the most everything. He had, there's the most reasoning. And then behind it, nonstop trampling on evidence to prove anything of any kind ever. Well, and besides the fact that even if there wasn't all of that that happened, there's an explainable reason for why his DNA would be in that home. Right? Yeah, because he fucked bacon. Oh, my Lord. No, because he was the brother and he would be in there. Oh, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing now. (laughs) One track mind. Bacon. <laughs> I thought you was going somewhere else with that, Lindy. Sorry. Mm-mm, yeah, nope. yeah. The the only guy on this podcast right now. I've got no backup. <laughs> yep, I'll Zach. Back you, I'll back you. <laughs> Zach and Todd left you to fend for yourself. They did. I'm, they did. I, I'm, I even told Todd exactly what time we were doing this. I told him I'd send him the link. He said, no, I'm not home for a little while. Motherfucker <laughs> left me out for the wolves. He did. That's fine. He did. That's fine. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed every bit of this. This has been great. We'll have to have Crystal come back for another episode sometime. Sometime. Absolutely. The Haunting in Absolutely. Connecticut, maybe, where, you, you know, you read that book about the, the morgue, the, mm-hmm. the dude that. Did thing you know diddled things in the, in the morgue? Did the diddled things? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Oh, he was he was raping dead bodies. If I didn't come oh, across okay. clear enough with that, 
I think I did, didn't I? Yeah, I, I, I got what you were saying. I don't have to do that. Okay. I got what you were saying. I'm just driving it. Well, I'm just really that... driving it home like he did. <laughs> is that everything that we have? On... I think we should just end this right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, in case anybody is interested, you actually can still go to the murder house. I would love to. And, I would love to. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be very interesting. But it is uh, they have turned it into a type of museum. So you can take a tour through there. Stay the night. And can you spend the night? Yes. yes. I think it's oh, I think it was four hundred and twenty five dollars a night. Is that how much it was? Oh, oh, I think so. Interesting. We might have to do that. And people people bring toys like all the time. Like they bring balls and stuff and oh. see if they'll roll them down the hallways and shit like that. Yeah, they do that. See if the kids will play with them. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, um, I'm going to do Zach's part here and I'm going to tell everybody thank you for continuing to listen and like, rate, and review the podcast. And make sure that you check out the website at hmfppod.com. Fucking merch. nailed it. You can listen to episodes <laughs> and do all of that fun stuff. And we will see you next Tuesday. Later. Bye. Bye. Hello, Mr. Fancy.